and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. They sweep down to the home turn. I want to be a Jeep. He's had his own way in front past the 400 metres mark. But now Sprite Point gets going and moves into, sec into first place coming into the turn with Kettleston. Chasing hard down the outside for Richardson. But Strike Point balances up. Shoots clear. Goes about three lengths clear of 200 metres to go. This up and coming Elmer Galloper. He's got a strong lead. Burden now challenging back along the rails. Strike Point out in front. Burden coming home. Strike Point gallant holding on. Strike Point driven to the line. One by a half length burden. Kettleston, three and a quarter back in uh, third place. Lady Endor made up plenty of ground. Strike point taking out the Ross Cup and another country cup going to jockey Jason Misson. I think that's three or four that he's won over the past month or so with that race from Isisford on the weekend as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week of rounding up all of the country news here on Radio Tab. Lots of news coming up on the show today. We continue following the country stampede qualifiers. They were, they were gimpy on the weekend. New Alliance taking out that one on Gimpy Cup Day with the cup going to my certain. The Clifton Cup won by Reset Sun. News coming out of the Roma, Richmond and Gladstone programs as well as we roll into another week of rounding up all of the country news and helping us doing that rounding up. Lasso at the ready is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Hey, good morning, Tony. How's everything in Brisbane today? Excellent this morning. How about you in Longreach? Yeah, yeah, just uh, warming up for the summer months. It varies between 42 and drops back to 33 and just chops and changes a bit, but it's letting us know summer's around the corner out here, Tony. <laughs> Sound like but, it was a good uh, crowd there at uh, Isisford on the weekend. Yes, and uh, it was a hot day, but we got a nice overcast day as well and uh, a breeze blowing through, which made it quite bearable in the end for horses and jockeys alike. And uh, good crowd with the uh, the Flemington of the Central West with all their lovely rose bushes down the lining the home straight there. And you mentioned Jason Missing. Yeah, well, Country Cups and Jason Missing going together. You can add those, add them together, Longreach Cup, Concurry Cup, uh, and now the uh, CPC Isis Downs Ross Cup Open Handicap, 1,400 metres. I've had a lot of good judges say there's no jockey riding better in the uh, Central West at the moment than Jason Missing. He's placing his horses to real perfection in the run and uh, striking at the right time and, and following uh, instructions to the letter. Uh, Tony, this horse strike point, Mark Oates um, trains it, and he's had a high opinion of it for quite some time. He's a four-year-old by Elmer Her. Uh, he defeated Burden, who was a place-getter in the Longreach Cup and has been so consistent all campaign. So the form is strong, and Kettleston's always had a big rap on him and continues to race well. But strike point, he raced at Isis for the same meeting last year in a Class B and won it. But Mark made sure he only gave him five runs in that opening campaign. And uh, this year, spread from March onward, he's had another 11 starts. And his career now stands at seven wins, three, min three seconds, four thirds. You don't mind owning a horse that's returning every time, basically, it steps onto the, uh, the course. And he went into that race as a Class 4 horse and uh, basically now eligible for two Class 6s. He's the sort of horse to me... It'll be interesting what Mark does with him because he's been so patient, as the great Bart Cummings said, that's, you know, it's free patience. You, it's the only skill or one of the key skills you need as a trainer. And Mark has been particularly patient with his horse. So I'm intrigued where he's going to go with Strike Point because he is fulfilling the potential and he's going to be next year's horse, I think, in the Central West, um, this sort of fellow. He's, he's going to be the one that, you know, may aim even Battle of the Bush early on in the, uh, the year or particularly Country Cup Challenges. I don't think it'll be this year for him, 
But um, that's just my opinion on it because uh, Mark's been so patient with him. I expect him to do the same. And we'll see the best of strike point. He's still learning. Uh, the good thing about the win on Saturday, he actually put it together on the home turn and sprinted clear. He, he uh, sometimes hits that flat spot coming into the turn and has to keep grinding away. But they had to chase him down over the 300 metre straight. And I just like the way this horse keeps progressing and a very fitting winner of the Ross Cup uh, for this year over that 1,400. Um, Jason Misson will continue the story there because he had a race-to-race double. And he combined with Tony Schofield and Cozzy Can-Can. Now, this Canford Clips, Cliff's six-year-old, has won three of his last four. But interestingly, all over 1,400, all ridden by Jason, all on different surfaces, all one in the same way. Pounce on the home turn, sprint clear, and they can't run him down, and the margin's getting bigger. Over five lengths back to the crock and same old story. And uh, Tony, Jason's an interesting jockey too because uh, he doesn't ride work during the, uh, the week. He drives uh, transport for one of the big meat processing companies down there in the southeast corner and he's really fresh and ready to rock and roll on the weekends with his race riding. He's a very fit jockey. He's riding extremely well and he's a big addition to the Central West, Tony. Yeah, very much so. He's, he made a, made a greater addition of things as you say, uh, being able to combine his normal work life into uh, riding on the weekends and is another of those that will put in the hard yards and the long miles, have saddle, will travel. Oh, definitely travelling all the time. And race-to-race doubles for jockeys were the feature on the weekend at Isisford because Anna Bacos, this young apprentice, who continues to shine with her rides as well, uh, combined in the first two races. Firstly, with Dead Eye Dick, and that's how he is pronounced. It's spelt interestingly, but when you look at it closely, that's what it's called. And isn't it well-named? It's by the stallion Straight. And uh, he went straight as a gun barrel all the way down the straight. He's a fairly big horse. And uh, Anna had to ride him out because it was a three-way photo, basically, over ocean and love over gold. So those they had a, a real good uh, battle all the way down the straight. And this Shane Iverson uh, train galloper will go on a bit more because he's such a big horse, he'll get better over ground. It was only the second run for the stable. Tour master then with William Pugsley. Now, here's an up-and-comer sprinter in the sprinting ranks. He's won his last four. Surratt, Morvan, Cunnamulla, now Isisford. He's a five-year-old by Akeed Mafid. He's had six wins and five seconds out of 20. And he was too strong for El Jaroba. And uh, last week's Blackhall big winner, Ace Play, that was a bit slow out and was and got too far back, basically. But uh, Anna Bacos, really an armchair ride with Tour Master, getting to the front and just really going away uh, convincingly. Good to see Pat Richardson come out. And uh, Pat Richardson is Brooke Richardson's dad's uncle. I think I've got it right because Brooke will be tuning in and probably making sure I've got that right. And she rode it to perfection. Cadawan for Pat Richardson, uh, the only horse he bought out, the four-year-old mare by Casino Prince, third run for the stable after a second at Cunnamulla. And again, a convincing win, but so impressive. All uh, ran it. Ran it to a half length in the end, but Cadawan had got clear in the straight. Too strong. Can he skate again? A consistent um, place getter in that particular race. But honours with uh, Anna Bacos, a double, and particularly Jason Misson, as you said at the top of the show, Tony, adding a, uh, another cup to the bow. And uh, look out for strike point in terms of, well, we'll keep watching the nominations coming up, but I think Mark will give him plenty of time. But he's definitely that sort of horse. It'll be Country Cups next year and also maybe uh, Country Cups Challenges. And talking of Country Cups Challenges, there weren't any on the weekend, but there was a Country Stampede um, race, and Gimpy was the uh, host of that stampede. And the uh, winner of that is another intriguing horse to go forward to the final. This was the Jim Connolly Memorial Country Stampede qualifier over the 1,030. 
and new alliance. He's been around a while, this Swift alliance. He's obviously he's been, he's an eight-year-old, so he has been around a while. But he's in good form. Two wins and three placings his last five. He also likes Sand Tracks because he's two from two at Gimpy. But Rod Hilton got him going extremely well for his 11th win with uh, Brendan Newport continuing on the comeback trial with a strong win there over Hard Stride. Of course, we know Hard Stride won last year's Stampede. Uh, still to qualify uh, unless the second placings, um, something happens to emerge to get him back into to defend his title. And Dynamic Verse in for third. There's a comeback jockey we've got to mention, Tony. Her name is Gemma Steele. You'll remember many years ago, Gemma was the Country Apprentice of the Year. Around the same time, Matthew McGilvray was on the country uh, circuit. And Gemma has been uh, bouncing back with, a, with strong performances since the comeback. And obviously, weight factors being well under control, riding at 58 with the first winner on the weekend. But this was one of three. She won with True Telly for Malcolm Bailey, a shooting to win four-year-old. That took the benchmark 50 over Solid Asset and Frisco's image and convincingly as well, and another that's done well at the track, three from six now. She backed it up in a race-to-race double for Simon Kurtz on King of the Harbour, a Harbour Watch six-year-old, first run for the stable, uh, defeating Crosby Road and Rashid. And finally, in the uh, second last on the day, or the penultimate as every race caller loves to call it, not liable, Leonard Morn. Now, this horse won its last two. Wandai last week as well, so two in a row now. Uh, and Gemma kicked home the uh, five-year-old by unencumbered over Little Drummer Boy and Corbell. So it's really good to see Gemma getting on top of any weight factors. And uh, really, she's another one like the... Uh, Jason Misson's story, she's continuing to travel, pick up rides, and she's riding winners each week. And this, on Saturday, it was a treble that uh, she was rewarded with. But, of course, the feature was the Brown, McCauley, and Warren Gimpy Cup Open Handicap, 1,600. Back to a field of five. Uh, but my certain for Bob Murray and Damien Boutet. Now, here's this uh, jockey that's been travelling around. He's picking up more and more wins. I think this is a, virtually about four weeks in a row we've mentioned Damien getting a win. The Poet's Voice gelding for Bob Murray came off a uh, win at Eidsvold, two back, defeated Maratta, who loves the sand surfaces, and Bellicose into third place. And again, my certain handles Gimpy extremely well, four wins in a second from seven at the track. So my certain, in good form, takes the Gimpy Cup for 2021. New Alliance takes the Stampede, moves in as a qualifier. And Gemma Steele doing a great job with a treble there at Gimpy. And, of course, we've got a few more of these qualifiers come up uh, this weekend, Tony, and as we build towards the final. Yeah, we've got a couple of uh, Stampede qualifiers this weekend. Rob, uh, one at Bar Calden and one at uh, Home Hill with the uh, Burdekin Race Club program. And the next of the Country Cups Challenge qualifiers is going to be the Yapoon Cup coming up on Saturday. Along with those uh, Bar Calden, Home Hill and Yapoon meetings, also, also racing this coming Saturday at Cloncurry and Dolby. And uh, as much as it's a Gold Coast Turf Club meeting at Bodesen, they are racing at Aquas Park at uh, the Gold Coast, but also racing at Aquas Park desert on Saturday as well. And that all follows on from the TAB programs on Thursday at Rockhampton and Friday at Kilcoy where it's Spring Cup Day. Not forgetting Cairns have their TAB meeting coming up on Sunday. Let's look back at another of the uh, races, uh, race meetings from the weekend and this time Gladstone. Coming up to the turn and these two are out by about five or six lengths. It's on the inside Froze getting to the lead from Mr Maharaj about five lengths back to Casavans. Costa Fest is under a lot of pressure and can't win from there and they're followed further back in the field by our last penny. Froze has broken 
broke it away halfway down the straight. Mr. Maharaj is trying gamely. Froze is in front. They're all getting tired. I'm getting tired. Froze is in front and he's going to be too good. Froze wins the race. Second was Mr. Maharaj. He ran a very valiant race. Casavant third, followed then by the next one home. Alas, Penny Clusterfest. Froze winning at uh, Gladstone on the weekend. Robin, some very prominent owners in amongst the uh, ownership of this uh, Kobe <laughs> O'Brien uh, Galloper. Well, it's not Kobe's uh, KO colours that it races in. It's Nugget Turnbull's uh, Dashhound colours that are also uh, very prominent. But, yeah, some very prominent owners in amongst the ownership here as we welcome Tony McMahon to the show this morning. Good morning, Tony. Uh, good morning, Tony, and good morning to you, Rob. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, good morning uh, to you, Tony. These colours stand out, don't they, uh, <laughs> these ones with the Dashhound? Yeah, the Blue Dash, and of course, Nugget Turnbull, he's, he's been a grand uh, supporter of horse racing. He's involved in uh, numerous horses in central Queensland. He, he, he and his wife, uh, Crystal Lee, breed uh, Dashhound dogs. He instigated the Dashhound race at Middlemount, which has become a huge attraction there every August. And uh, I always love to call, uh, when I do call, call one of Nugget's home. But Crows uh, was written by Talia Fennell. I think that's Talia's either 15th or 16th win. That was in a 1,517-metre race. And I'll tell you what, when I said I was getting tight, I certainly was uh, holding the binoculars with this uh, crook shoulder. And the, and the horses were getting tied too. Mr Maharaja in second, uh, Shannon Stephan. Uh, that trainer, Kim uh, Afford, brought up eight horses from Wanda. That's a great effort. And Cassavance ran third. Uh, the program at Gladstone kicked off with a very, very promising horse. I can't mention his name too much. His name is Big Jake. Uh, he's trained by Clinton Taylor, who, if Clinton Taylor threw a saddle on me at the moment, he'd win with me. And that, that's saying something with two placements <laughs> and a broken shoulder. But they win just everywhere. This horse broke the course record over 850 metres. He did it with ease. Beautiful big fellow by Bella Spree. He's only raced on uh, about five or six occasions, and Clinton said they're setting him for the um, Battle of the Bush next week. He, he blitzed them. He beat Crispy Kev, ridden by Cody Collis, and the third place getter there was uh, number eight, Gosso, which came from a long way back. But put a big uh, follow on uh, Big Jake. That was ridden by uh, Alicia Ross. Alicia had a double on the card. The second race at Gladstone was the uh, Welcome to the Gold Coast Turf Club Benchmark 45 handicap. It brought back memories from me. I called the race at the Gold Coast in 1971. And the chairman of the uh, Gold Coast Surf Club, uh, Mr Cook, was up at Gladstone on Saturday, so I'm sure he had a good day. This was won by Setland Stage, Alicia Donald, another apprentice. The girls won all the races at Gladstone, as they did at other centres on Saturday Toowoomba. This is a horse by um, the Wow Signal, trained by Damien Rideout, loves the Gladstone track. It won with uh, with ease. The second place getter was number four, Monterey Lad. Another horse from Tangil, so the Tangil horses fought it out. Very few horses in work out there, so it was quite a good effort. Chris McGuiver rode it. And the third place getter was uh, taken on chance, Dakota Graham. That was a benchmark 45 over 1,000. Took us up to the third race at Gladstone. This was the uh, maiden plate at Cutis race, worth plenty of money. Once again, Clinton Taylor won with a better chillin', uh, better than ready, ridden by Montana Philpot. And it won pretty easily too by two and a half lengths, beating girl on top, Talia Fenlon. And the third home in the race was uh, number eight, which was Rusky. And the fourth race there was the benchmark 65 over 1194 metres, probably the, the best win of the day, Dolci, D-O-L-C-I, a horse by Brazen Bow, beautifully bred. Alicia Roche gave her the, uh, the double, beat a stable mate, Darrell Gardner, trained Chris Cross, ridden by Alicia Donald, and Kravitz ran the third. Uh, but a big day there, Rob, as I always tell you, a couple of thousand people. You, you could not move. It was a very hot day. Bookmakers were uh, overrun with bets, and the Gladson, the, the Wynette family, do an incredible job with the Thompsons. There's only five on their committee now which is a little bit of a concern, but it's the most professionally run country race club that I've seen, and I say that with no disrespect to any other clubs that I've been involved with, but Gladstone just stands tall. Now, Rob, a couple of things that I could quickly mention. I know time's at the essence. Kim Dendal, a jockey who rode numerous winners, hundreds of winners around the Rockhampton and Central Queensland. He passed away on Sunday. 
He was only 51. He shared a lot of wins with that remarkable horse who you recall, King Seal Lad. King Seal Lad won 39 races, would you believe, in the uh, 90s at Rockhampton and all over the place. And he won a Mackay Cup with him. So very sad to hear that news. A couple of other things. Uh, Rob, St. Peter's Day at Rockhampton two weeks ago. 3,000 people, over 3,000. The biggest crowd seen at Callaghan Park in years. Fantastic meeting. The next meeting, Rocky, Saturday meeting, December 4. It's going to be a beauty. And we've got racing on Saturday at Yapoon. Now, the Yapoon Surf Club have put in a lot of work and they're advising everyone to book your tickets from Eventbrite. So please get your tickets from Eventbrite for that big meeting down there at Yapoon this Saturday. It's going to be a beauty. Uh, Gladstone race again on Melbourne Cup Day. It'll be an afternoon meeting. The Rockhampton Jockey Club are not racing on Melbourne Cup Day this year. And um, David Winnett tells me they've got the biggest early bookings ever for the Melbourne Cup Day because a lot of the um, clubs and that are cancelling their, uh, their venues for Melbourne Cup Day because of the COVID restrictions. So that's going to be a beauty at Gladstone. And finally... Look, we're desperate for stables, hands and track work riders up here in Rockhampton. I think they're desperate all over the country. But it's got to a critical stage, uh, Rob and Tony, where horses cannot be worked. And the trainers are paying, offering big money for uh, people to relocate up to Rockhampton. So if there's anyone listening, I know this goes to Tasmania, the Northern Territory, all over the place. It's a magnificent place to live, the Capricorn Coast, Rockhampton area. And there is just money to be made. So uh, get yourselves up here. Or well, jockeys want to relocate. Fabulous racing. Plenty of opportunities. And that's the gospel from me, boys. I always no, love Tony, there's, there's something more from you this morning. We've got time to bring this up now because uh, I thought you'd be tuned into Townsville on the weekend where a particular, well, let's, it's the Palaranda stakes for fillies and colts and geldings. And uh, Kevin Hanson, doesn't he do a tremendous job with his team and Justin Stanley on the comeback trail, Heroic Angel. This is uh, the Sweet Dolly relation and the yep. Heroic Valor. Well done, Basil. Uh, Nolan at Raheen, three starters for three winners for Heroic Valor. It was impressive. It came from back in the field. I know the time was slow, but the way it won in defeating Tycoon Cindy and uh, Blondie Secret. And as well, Missile Thunder took the Colts and Geldings and the McLaughlin family in the bluff area, the breeders of this particular uh, gal galloper. And super impressive winning by four lengths over Go Get a Boy and Mission Estate in, in really good time, fast time and fast uh, last 600. Well, I thought you'd be pretty proud of that heroic angel and Kevin Hanson's well, job up there in Townsville. Yeah, I wrote the big preview, a massive preview. We wrote about heroic angel for the RJC Facebook, which I recommend to everyone. That guy went out on Friday. And I'm just about to start the, the follow-up today about both those two horses. The heroic angel cost uh, $70,000 at the Magic Million Yearling sales this year. And uh, her mother, I think, is a full, a full sister, a half-sister to Sweet Dolly. And Sweet Dolly cost $1,500 as a weanling. And uh, the Walker family bought this horse, uh, Heroic Angel, the day after Sweet Dolly won the uh, cutest jewel at the Gold Coast. And they're elated. Kevin's told me it's not the same type of horse as Sweet Dolly. She was his push button. This filly, uh, as you saw, Rob, she got back, but she got home very well. And fantastic for Justin Stanley, who, who having his uh, second race ride, he had one early on the card at Townsville for Mark Dale. That's his uh, first day back riding since April. He's a, a real credit to racing Justin Stanley, as other Hanson families in the Walker. So, yeah, magic win. And Heroic Bella, what a he's going to be. They reckon he was the best two-year-old to come out of New Zealand. And I know Basil Nolan's down there uh, just counting his Miller and saying, keep on winning. <laughs> we always enjoy talking to you, Tone, especially when we get the uh, the nature sound effects in the background. What sort of bird was that squawking behind you before? 
I think it might have been a magpie. I could be incorrect. I was too busy rattling off my spiel. Did you hear the pump going? The yeah. pump was going. Yeah, no, we, we had all of the sounds of uh, old McMahon's farm. See what it did there? I've got three, I've got three <laughs> dogs here, and she who must be obeyed, my wife, Jean, just brought me out a coffee, and if I don't drink it soon, you'll hear some more sounds. Oh, we better let you go. <laughs> all right, boys. Great to talk. Good morning, Tony. Good on you, Tony McMahon there with us on Bushby this morning. Uh, Rob, Tony mentioned uh, Dave Wienert and the crew there at Gladstone. We're also uh, very pleased to uh, congratulate Dave Wienert as the new president of the Queensland Country Racing Gala Awards. Dave takes over from Matt Peters, who has passed on the baton after the uh, the past four years of setting up the awards there. And you and I are part of the committee, thrilled to be part of the uh, the Queensland Country Racing Gala Awards committee, but it includes uh, representation from all areas of the state. Uh, Peter Rose, Scott Power, Donnie Critch, Dave Reynolds, Gavin Morris, Curdy Mitchell and Christy Peters, along with you and I and Dave, form the committee uh, or make up the committee which has been formed. And this is, of course, all counting down to the 2022 Queensland Country Racing Gala Awards coming up in Emerald on Saturday the 5th of February at the Emerald Town Hall. And tickets are going to be available for purchase very soon, I believe, if not already. I'm just having quite read my committee notes to make sure I'm up on when the tickets go on sale. But follow on the bit on Facebook uh, or go to the uh, the website and you'll be able to find out some more information there. Yeah, congratulations to Dave uh, there, Tony. And also a big thank you to Matty Peters for all the work that's gone into uh, the uh, the racing awards since the inception. And I'm sure Dave will have us well and truly organised, Tony, for any... Uh, any hookups, there's a fair bit of work in front of us, but please get those nominations in. It's really building an interest because I've even had a few people out here coming up with uh, nomination ideas and, and they're fantastic, the ones they're putting forward. So I'm looking forward to seeing those fields for the uh, Country Racing Awards, Tony. Yeah, very much looking forward to the uh, the various uh, nominations coming and especially for the Hall of Fame. We've got four categories there for Hall of Fame for the trainer, jockey, horse and participant. Uh, a lot of the other awards are uh, decided on votes and statistics. The one that uh, we don't have a say in as a committee is the Jim Pumper Cassidy Ride of the Year Award. And there's a few of us that have already uh, nominated Johnny Rudd's Rescue of Lily Barr and Braver in August as being the Ride of the Year, even though it wasn't a winning ride. But gee, what a horsemanship that showed. I'll be forwarding that video on to Pumper to make sure that he gets that one. But yeah, we've got the non-tab race meeting of the year and the newcomer of the year, the uh, the club personal volunteer of the year. So there's plenty of uh, different categories in amongst the 14 awards that uh, everyone can get involved in. Yeah, looking forward to that. And just, Tony, we've mentioned a few jockeys there this morning. I just brought up the jockeys premiership, the country jockeys premiership. And uh, Tony had mentioned young uh, Talia Fennell. And well, she's had six wins in this season, but the momentum's building for Talia there. But you go to the top of the uh, table and, and look who's up there sharing the lead. Rick McMahon and Jason Misson. Uh, Rick, of course, in the northwest. And Jason, well, we'll claim him in the central west because he's regularly coming out. And Brooke Richardson sitting on 12. And Jeffrey Felix, 11. Alicia Ross on 11. Dan Ballard, 11. Jammer Steele, 11. Uh, very tight-knit group up the top. And they're all riding, riding in tremendous form. Long way to go, but we'll keep an eye on that over coming months on uh, Bushbeat, Tony. You mentioned Gemma Steele making a return to uh, the races on the weekend at Gimby. We also saw a couple of old familiar faces back at Bassett Park on the weekend. Matt McGilvery and Minowet Kennedy were both out there riding at the Roma program on Saturday. Didn't ride this winner, but uh, let's have a listen to what happened uh, in this particular race from Roma on Saturday for Take a Shine. 500 metres to travel the point of the corner. Take a Shine on the outside of Pallet. 
There's still about three on Little Rog and Rinviata and a good gap back to Hopped in the straight. Pallet, take a shine. They go together. Take a shine. The track specialist on the outside of Pallet and about two and a half to Rinviata. But take a shine. Sprints to the lead. Inside the hundred. Take a shine's record on the track is good. Wins by three links to Pallet, three to Rinviata, four to Little Rog who didn't come on there. As Hopped Peter Flynn said in the call, Rob, take a shine's record of the track is good. Oh, it's good, all right. Uh, it's had uh, 10 starts at Roma for five wins and five placings away from Bassett Park, Roma. It's had 10 starts for just a second. So I think yeah. uh, home track advantage there for Craig Smith and John Rudd in the saddle there. And the reason I wanted to highlight that one, this was the meeting that uh, Racing Queensland uh, threw into, uh, rescheduled to uh, take the, the meeting from Charleville to Roma while the Charleville racetrack's undergoing the track upgrade. And that particular race, the race conditions are amended to that 1640-metre open plate. The winner is now exempt from ballot if nominated for both the Charleville Cup on Melbourne Cup Day and the Roma Cup on November 20. Yeah, two things there. You mentioned the Charleville Cup, and uh, I think it's a new market as well, is it, on that day? But, yes. Uh, and, and the Roma Cup, this meeting starts to feed into that. But, uh, of course, Charleville, I think I think there's trials this uh, Friday to assess the track, Tony, with all the work going on. Now, that's based on a social uh, media report that I saw, uh, and hopefully all going well for Charleville for their big day on Melbourne Cup Day. But you're quite right. Take a shine. What a record at the track. And Craig Smith's got another one in there that finished well back called Hawk that's also got a very good record at the track. Uh, but take a shine way too strong, this mare by Bernardini. Palate, look at the form lines here because Palate's had, uh, I think, three in a row for Benny Waldron since coming from um, Peter Fleming. And uh, Rinviata was the Springshaw Cup winner. And then you've got little Rog that's been in good form for Craig. So Craig had a, a strong hand in the race. Oh, but take a shine. Uh, you'll be looking towards it, towards the Roma Cup, that's for sure. And it's going in there with the right form. You mentioned those two jockeys. Well, Matty McGilvray did get the uh, winner in the last with uh, Raymond Fraser, whose team's going extremely well at the moment. This is um, Vinegary. Uh, this one here has had uh, two wins, two seconds. It's only four runs for the stables. It's by Salade. It defeated Ripover, which won a maiden recently, and boom, shake the room. So uh, Matthew McGilvray back to that home track area. Good to see him back in the uh, Roma races there and kicking home the final one on the program. The uh, stable of Raymond Fraser, as I said, going well. And King Coney was the first of the double for Raymond. Tessa Townsend, there's another jockey riding in tremendous form as well. This Nakoni has won at Mitchell at its last uh, start. It was last week. It defeated a vision and better be great. So Raymond's got a couple of them going extremely well uh, in the stable. Pat Webster had young apprentice Peter Bradford, four kilo claimer with Phoenix. Uh, the spirit of boom, five-year-old gelding take the benchmark 65 over for love and last Armageddon and a horse that Mark Johnson's had a bit of a rap on it had its very first start at Bar Calden going back now it actually ran third at Ipswich and you could have got odds of about 200 to 1 that day Rebel Rebellion it's come back it's second up uh, it's by war and it had a strong win in the maiden only by a neck over famous fella and uh, Alan All but uh, good to see Rebel Rebellion living up to that early potential it showed but Tony, uh, take a shine early tip for you for the Roma Cup. You know the Roma track better than me, so I think 
you'd be pretty keen on it, wouldn't you? Oh, I think so, especially after seeing that performance on the weekend, two and three quarter lengths, and with the track record that it has there at Bassett Park. And I know that uh, Craig Smith loves nothing better than winning the Hometown Cup. Uh, be looking forward to that coming up on the 20th of November. Night before at Explorers M, we have the uh, the Sportsman's Dinner in Calcutta night. Carl Rackerman, legendary Queenslander, is going to be our guest at that big dinner on the Friday night before the Rama Cup this year. Nothing like a Calcutta before a local cup meeting. They go down extremely well. And as we turn our attention to uh, Clifton, of course, there's another cup for the weekend, the Pacific Seeds Purse House Rural Clifton Cup, a benchmark 60 race over the 1580. And good to see that the, the field uh, holding up, there was one scratched at the barrier, eight going around in the end. But Ben Robinson and Brooke Amesworth had a... Um, a race to race double. This was the second part of it. Reset Sun, City of Provincial races of late, and it was uh, too strong for Vermutin and by the law, uh, by a length it won, and uh, out in the market pretty well at $6. Reset Sun, you'd think by the uh, the breeding there that it was uh, going to be well suited to that journey, and as I said, came off City and Provincial races of late. Uh, Ben's always had this uh, very speedy Bobby Axelrod goes well this written tycoon eight wins now and it took out the benchmark 65 prior to the cup for a Brook and Ben uh, the late into second and Coins Road now Coins Road came off two strong wins out here in the Central West for uh, Matt Crop and it ended up favourite for the race but beaten 4.4 but over those sort of journeys Bobby Axelrod he tends to get out in front and roll along and uh, very hard to run down. And Ben's obviously got him back into that winning-type form. The other races on the program are Cecily Eaton combined with Casey Fogden with the Zoo Star Mayor Lavelle defeating Beef and Black Bean and uh, Informer in for third in the Maiden. Mr Noddy, Glenn Richardson and Nathan Evans combining with the Whittington five-year-old that ran second at Wandai last week, defeated Exceptional Bell and uh, Long Shot Lizzie. And the other winner on the day was our spider. Took the cutest money for John Thomas and Emma McPherson. An unusual suspect having its third run for the stable. Defeated Red Vegas. It also picked up cutest money and Kingsford's own into third place. Clifton Cup honours. Reset son Ben Robertson and Brooke Ainsworth. Congratulations on the big win there on the weekend. And the meeting that wraps us up comes out of the northwest. Uh, at Richmond and race to race consecutive doubles uh, consecutive race doubles were the order of the day across the weekend and Sean Roy's did the same with the second last and the last the Wharton and Co open handicap with Breakdance Amanda Thompson riding this rock and pop over Grand Symphony uh, which is already qualified for the Country Cups final and Dukes County in for third uh, then backed up with Jason Hooper. Uh, Hoops, of course, does some wonderful photography when he's not riding in races in the northwest as well. Red, Red Rose, this top echelon mare, got the win in the Class B over Watts Wong and Del, uh, Del Bergia. So a double uh, for Sean Roy's, a race-to-race double. Otherwise, the honours evenly shared. Uh, Rick McMahon brought up that win number 13 with uh, Gigastar, Jay Morris, exceeding Excel Gelding, defeating Mashani Dude uh, for Sean Roy's. And El Ranchos for Tanya Parry. Magic Town. Now here's one I can remember. It was a tab meeting, I'm pretty sure. It might have been the Mount Isa one. It looked like it had it, it got beaten about 36 lengths, and it looked like there might have been some issues, but it's bounced back for Denise Ballard and Keith Ballard riding on the day because it's been placed at its last two. And this Magnus Gel uh, Gelding's always had good ability, now 6 out of 37. Defeated Dunners and 7-year reward in the benchmark 65. And not to be denied, Tanya Parry and Dan Ballard, you'd expect them to get a winner on the day, and they did with Cash Bundle in the benchmark 45. 
uh, the Starcraft seven-year-old uh, over predicts and devils number. Sean Roy's also trained that third or so. The Sean Roy stables had a great day there. Race to race double uh, with a break dance and red, red rose, Tony. Rob, as you mentioned, uh, the Palarenda Stakes divisions run at Townsville Saturday. Heroic Angel for Justin Stanley and Kevin Hanson winning the Phillies division. The Colts and Geldings to Missile Thunder for Stephen Wilson and Roy Chalemi. On a day where Lisa Morrison rode a treble, a treble on the Friday tab program at Mackay to Ryan Wiggins, with doubles also picked up by Talia Fenlon, uh, Dale White, Jared Wheelow and Nick Walsh. And the uh, Thursday meeting at Gatton, Anthony Allen and Boris Thornton each riding doubles. We always like to acknowledge those multiple winners where we can. We're not going to be here next Tuesday because there's some big race on at Flemington or something that tends to take precedence over us for some reason or another. So we'll be back in two weeks to wrap up what's coming up. So let me run through the calendar of what is coming up. Uh, I mentioned before about the uh, the weekend ahead, but I'll look into the following week as well. Uh, tab programs Thursday at Rockhampton and Kilcoy this Friday. Uh, the Bow Desert Tab program Saturday, along with the Country Stampede qualifiers at Bar Calden and Home Hill on Saturday. Cloncurra and Dolby are racing. The Yapoon Cup is a Country Cups Challenge qualifier for that meeting on uh, Saturday. And then the Cairns Jockey Club race on uh, Sunday. On Melbourne Cup Day, along with the uh, tab meetings at Eagle Farm, Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast, non-tab meetings at Bundaberg, Charleville, Gladstone, Cumbia, Longreach, Mackay, Mount Isa, Toowoomba and Townsville with Country Stampede qualifiers uh, to be run at uh, both the uh, Charleville and Bundaberg programs. The Charleville Cup is also a Country Cups qualifier race. Cumbia Cup is also uh, one of the features on Melbourne Cup Day and Cumbia will also host a uh, battle, uh, rather, burn it to the bush. Try that one again. Getting my Battle of the Bushes and my Burn It to the Beaches mixed up. It's a Burn It to the Beach League, that race at Cumbia. As Tony mentioned, uh, this will be the first time, I think, almost in living memory that Gladstone and Rocky aren't both racing on Cup Day and the jockeys have to scoot up and down the highway. Gladstone race Melbourne Cup Day because Friday of next week, the 5th of November, Rockhampton have a big tab program that will feature the Breeders' Plates for the two-year-olds. And then on the following Saturday, which is uh, coinciding with Stakes Day in Melbourne, Chinchilla hosts the Country Stampede Qualifier. Cooktown Cup Day, uh, where that's going to be uh, part of the, uh, the Country Cups and Country Stampede qualifiers. Also a Country Cups qualifier for Moranbar with their cup meeting. And the North Gregory Turf Club racing at Winton. So we're going to have a stack to talk about when we come back in two weeks. Yeah, we get a couple of days off a year. And as always, after Melbourne Cup, uh, we always have that uh, following Tuesday where it's almost a uh, get them in the barriers and race and we get through it. And there'll be plenty of replays, Tony. And I think we might have to put a call out to Cole Truscott shortly to get the uh, the names coming through with these winners and where they stand. Are they qualified? All that sort of thing. Because we're coming to the pointy end of it, aren't we? And uh, Cole will be all over that. And can I just quickly throw in, already the 2022 Outback Racing Showcase Series has uh, been finalised uh, with the final at McKinley, Saturday, June 18, and it's a uh, $30,000 prize money race with heats at Bar Calden, Gregory Downs, Hewenden, Aramac, Tambo, Mount Isa and Longreach. That'll all appear in the uh, race magazine. That's already set in cement as our... Uh, our series racing continues to develop across country Queensland. We've got lots happening, and I just had a quick note that's just arrived from RQ. Yupoon uh, Turf Club Racing Saturday, October 30. An additional race has been programmed there. It's a, a three-year-old benchmark 60. 
1,300 metres worth $9,500 plus applicable cutest bonuses. And that's in addition to the other five races that were there for Yapoon Cup Day coming up on the weekend. Now, I know noms have just closed off on that, but I'm sure because it's only just been announced, they will extend nominations there on that and probably a couple of the other races as well. So if you're around central Queensland with a handy three-year-old, there's an extra race there for the Yapoon Turf Club coming up on the weekend. Well, I'm looking forward to Bark Alden this weekend, as you mentioned, with uh, Stampede time and, of course, uh, Longreach on Melbourne Cup Day. We all look forward to Melbourne Cup Day, and uh, we'll be back two Tuesdays' time. Look forward to it. Email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au if you've got any great stories uh, or anything you'd like mentioned on Bushbeat, and we'll be back in the chair in two weeks' time. Enjoy the fortnight. Will do. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, everyone. Thanks to Rob Luck and Tony McMahon for joining us on Bushbeat this week. Good luck to all of the clubs racing, not just this Saturday, as we usually say, but also for the Melbourne Cup meetings Tuesday of next week and into the following week as well. And yes, we'll catch you in two weeks' time with more of Bushbeat here on Radio Tab.